A man says that Bigfoot told him to kill his fishing partner. Half of Japanese companies have an old man who does nothing working there. And the police busted a fake cricket league that was streamed for Russian betters. These are the weird stories for Tuesday, my friends, on the Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast. Ta-da! And we're in a closet. We're in a closet. That means you're kind of in a closet, sort of. A man murdered his buddy and blamed it on Bigfoot. A couple of guys were out hand fishing for catfish. Where were they doing this? Well, the beautiful South Canadian River in a place called Pontotoc County, Oklahoma. Sounds lovely. It's a catfish destination. Well, this catfish fishing scene turned into a murder investigation because one of the men that was catfishing that day claims Bigfoot forced him to kill his catfishing buddy. Larry Sanders is age 53. Larry is charged with first-degree murder. This is after he admitted first to a family member and then later to the police to murdering his noodling fishing partner, Jimmy Knighton. Yeah, they call it noodling. See, let's learn about catfishing. And uh, it's linked to this mythical creature, Bigfoot. Larry Sanders claimed the mythical monster known as Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, wanted his friend dead. <laughs> Bigfoot has wants and needs, guys. He's not just all about rubbing against trees, leaving some footprints and feces to make us wonder. Uh, he's not just about spooking campers, you know, on a weekend in Yellowstone. No, sometimes he wants fishermen dead for some reason. Perhaps Bigfoot has something against catfishing. Bigfoot is a supporter of the catfish, apparently. Now, it is called noodling. It's a popular fishing technique that's used in the southern United States to catch a fish by striking one's hand in its mouth. Sounds dangerous, but it's pretty effective with certain fish. Now, also in the story is a local sheriff named John Christian. My guess is this sheriff's completely baffled. Um, John told the media that Mr. Sanders, quote, appeared to be under the influence of something. Wow, I mean, John Christian really stepping out on a limb to say that Mr. Sanders might be under the influence of something. You think? He's under the influence of Bigfoot, yo. Larry Sanders, the uh, Bigfoot accomplice, told Sheriff John that he struck, strangled, and drowned his noodling partner, Mr. Knighton. Uh, here's a quote from John Christian, who's just completely shocked by the whole s scenario. So his statement... All right. His statement was that Mr. Knighton had summoned the Bigfoot to come and kill him. And so that's why he had to kill Mr. Knighton, because he thought the Bigfoot was coming to get him. So he had to take action right away and kill the summoner of Bigfoot, which happened to be his catfishing partner, Mr. Knighton. Now, the sheriff Christian says that confessions always make the job easier, but this one wasn't easy because, well... There was difficulty in trying to find Knighton's body, which had floated on down the river with the current, and they didn't discover it for more than 24 hours after the deadly incident. Uh, Mr. Christian doesn't mention the difficulty in locating uh, the witness, which is the Sasquatch. Um, I'm sure they sent out a search party for the Bigfoot as well. Here's another quote from Sheriff Christian. You still have to prove all the elements of a crime. And, and you know, 
despite what the suspect is telling you, you have to prove that that's actually what happened. What happened? All right, good luck proving Bigfoot was involved, Christian. Good luck with that. Well, just another case where the paranormal is making people murder. In Florida, it's the demons that are telling them to do it. In Oklahoma, it's Bigfoot, naturally. Half of all Japanese companies have an old man who does nothing working there. Now, people don't want their weakest link to become a part of the chain. This is why people often avoid joining new companies. Some people, however, find the sweet spot where they can work just enough not to get fired. This is often to the dismay of their more hardworking colleagues or management. Uh, a company was consulted called Shikigaku. This is in Japan. This company interviewed 300 employees at 300 companies, asking them if they knew of any, quote, old guys at their company who don't work. Now, Shikigaku surveyed employees from the age 20 to 39, a pretty wide range. And these young employees were asked if there was anyone, quote, older working there who always sat around doing nothing. Half of them claimed there was, in fact, an old employee that sat around and did absolutely nothing. There was a follow-up question to this. Well, what were these old people doing exactly? The majority of the answers fell into three options. The most popular said that these do-nothing employees took too many smoking breaks. They were smoking all day. The second most popular answer says they were just staring off into space. <laughs> the third most voted answers revealed that they spent their time idly chatting. So chatty chatty caddies i think we call them surprisingly the most expected response of them just browsing the internet all day came in fourth place shikigaku asked respondents their thoughts to help them understand why these older employees have chosen to be so lazy the most common theory among the respondents stated that these men simply had no motivation or desire to work whatsoever when asked if these old people working, doing nothing, are a threat to the workplace, 90% said yes. 60% said that having these old people around doing nothing lowers the morale. Half of them claim that their workload increases greatly due to these people not doing anything. 35% claim they're just a burden to the office and a waste of salaries. Well, what's going on here? Are they just old shaming? Or are these people really sitting around doing nothing? Uh, no, I came across an additional article doing some digging. And uh, I have learned that recently Japan approved a law that raised the retirement age to 70 from 65. And if you're a government employee, they've raised it to 65 from 60. Uh, maybe these people are just upset that they've raised the retirement age and they're like, you know what? I'm not going to do shit. In fact, I'm just going to smoke myself to death. That's what I'm going I'm to do. <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to find a motive here. I know it's a stretch. And, you know, this is clearly a problem. What do you do with these old people? They're not very efficient anymore at their job, it seems like. Just Why don't you just put them at the front door and make them greeters? Yeah, I'm sure they can handle that. They, they let them smoke cigarettes outside the front door and say hello to everybody who, who enters the building. Or just allow them to do nothing at the workplace. I mean, we need someone that does nothing at the workplace. You find yourself going on a smoke break. You're like, who can go with me? Everybody's so busy. Oh, Larry's never doing anything. Larry can come with me. Maybe you want to gossip in the cafeteria, but everybody's so busy. Not Larry. 
Larry's already in there gossiping, eating a peach. You know, these people do serve a function. Oh, I want to go for a Duncan's run. Who's going to come with me? Oh, Larry's not doing anything. Let's go to Duncan's, Larry. Drive through. Farmers in India put on fake pro cricket matches to fool Russian bettors. All right. A group of Indian farmers set up a fake Indian Premier League, a cricket tournament that they streamed. And it was so convincing that they managed to trick a Russian audience into making real bets on the tournament. The fake games took place on a farm in the village of Gujarat with 21 farm laborers and unemployed teenagers who were each paid 400 rupees, which is about 5 USD, and tasked with impersonating professional cricket players from well-known Indian teams. The farmers live-streamed the tournament to YouTube over the course of two full weeks and even set up a Telegram channel dedicated to the games. That's where they took bets from Russian gamblers located in Moscow, Voronezh, and other areas, despite the fact that the actual IPL's 2022 cricket season closed out two months ago in May. (laughs) It was already closed. They tricked some gamblers into betting on it. The farmers managed to fool its Russian audience thanks to some clever thinking and a makeshift setup. They had five HD cameras, halogen lights all around the field. They even added sound effects that mimicked the noise of a real large crowd. (laughs) This is unbelievable. (sighs) The players swapped between jerseys belonging to the Chennai Super Kings, the Mumbai Indians, and the Gujarat Titans, while a, quote, umpire paraded the field with walkie-talkies. As the games progressed, one man took on the role of famous cricket commenter Harsha Bogle, who actually acknowledged the group's epic scam on social media. One of the masterminds behind this phony tournament is someone named Shoeb Davda. Shoeb fed instructions to the umpire on the field based on the live bets that they received from the Russians in order to further scam them. The umpire would would then make a signal to the batsman and bowler to steer bets in their favor. Indian police busted all of this and and the con men during the tournament's, quote, quarterfinals. (laughs) They all got busted, but I think it's hilarious that they tried to do this. But before they could bust them, they took 300,000 rupees from Russian bettors. So that was the total take during the five matches that were broadcast on YouTube. Uh, The umpires were telling the players whether whether to score runs or get out, depending on the instructions that they were given on the walkie-talkie sets received from the organizers, who in turn were were receiving instructions from an accomplice in in Russia on the Telegram app. Uh, You might not know this, but betting on cricket is illegal in India. And the masterminds behind this have been arrested and charged with criminal conspiracy and gambling. But at the end of the day, I think you got it handed to them. I mean, this is a very complex, sophisticated scam using technologies, and it's just hilarious. Oh, the idea, how do you even get this off the table? I mean, if I pitch this at, an, at a meeting, how can we scam people out there in the world? <laughs> Put on a fake cricket tournament after the real quick cricket tournament ended two months earlier and you name it the same as that previous one that just ended that's very popular that everybody knows about, well, except for these dumb Russians. (laughs) Ah, And then you scam Russians to boot. Hilarious.
Ah, I kind of support this. Angel is a centiphobe. Na 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 na. Hey, everybody, sing along with me in the Jay Giles Band, a classic rock band from where? You know, Boston, Mass. That's what's up. We have some good bands from Boston. Have you heard of the Aerosmith? Have you heard of the New Kids on the Block? Perhaps you've heard of New Edition. That's pretty much it, though. Oh, oh no, James Taylor, also from Massachusetts, from my understanding. Got some good music coming out of Boston. Uh, way more comedians coming out of Boston, I think, than musicians. But um, we have a few. Anyways, if you'd like to share with me the famous musician from your hometown, please email me or call the show. 646-450-2012. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to JoJo, my girl JoJo. We're always chatting on on the IG. She's very, very cool. She lives in Texas. She bought me coffees. That's right, so I'm going to give her some love. You can buy me coffees on my website, weirdafnews.com. Thank you for asking. Yeah, JoJo bought me coffees, so big shout-out to JoJo for supporting the show. She's been doing so for a very long time. She's a huge fan. She sends me articles all the time, too, and she's beautiful. And I just got amazing listeners and supporters. I'm so grateful. You know, every day I, I, I say to myself, wow. What a lucky guy I am to have all of you listeners. I mean, I really mean that. Like, without you guys, what the hell? We don't have a show without y'all. Uh, if you want to support the show like JoJo did, you can buy coffees off the website, you can, or, or you can join the Patreon. That's right on there as well. And then you get additional weird content in the Patreon. Uh, what kind of content are you talking about, Jonesy? Well, today, for instance, I posted a link uh, to a very strange film. One of the weirdest films I've ever seen in my life. And this film, rumor has it, uh, killed a portion of its cast and crew. Uh, it, it was a, not directly, but you know, it ended up being their demise. They say, they say. Anyways, you can find that in the Patreon. If you're a patron, check it out. And if you have time to watch a two and a half hour movie, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just case you're bored. I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe you're an old man that does nothing. Well, you know, watch the movie while you're at your desk. Uh, Okay, uh, yeah, you got my email there. If you want to follow me on the gram, it's at Funny Jones. If you want to see what I'm up to, got a show tonight in Ventura. If you're up there, email me, and I will put you on the list. Uh, Be moving around. And uh, anyways, uh, I appreciate you, and we'll see you tomorrow.